Oh, hi. Hi. Hello, geeks uh, and various assorted friends. Um, it is, of course, time for some RP Geeks fun. Um, we are. Course. Time for some oh, RP three Geeks wait. fun. Pause. Um, oh, God. Are... I can hear oh, it back. It's just me. <laughs> oh, my God. Me my time. And I was like, no, oh. not me. Oh, wait. oh, my God. Where's that coming from? Oh, that was Was bad. it Ali? Was that you? Huh. You, Ali, you had Twitch open, didn't you? That's what happened there. <laughs> Something you, happened. Ali? Ali had Twitch open. Yeah, okay, that's Ali exactly Jennings. what it was. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Logan says no sound. That's no sound? No, that was, that was, that I was, was like, I was like, no, it's, it's saying there is. definitely had too much sound. You <laughs> missed a bit, Logan, well, there was a lot of sound. Am I very loud, anyone? Oh, yeah, good question. Because I can only see these levels and they're not Where's great. Simon? On. Simon is not here we... to perfect our audio quality, so... Um... It's in space. It's in space. Excellent. Yeah, you sort of dissolve a little bit as well, like some of the arms. They can't go. I like it. <laughs> You've got the spotty, spotty t-shirt, sort of like stars, but really close. Um, I was saying something. I was saying we are three out of four uh, science communication hashtag professionals who like to um, roll dice and tell stories. But today is the science episode. Um, accompanying our uh, 12 part Starfinder sci-fi campaign we have got these regular episodes on the science of starfinder um slash the science of just stuff that happens in our campaign that we think's cool uh, which is a lot um and we have some excellent uh, scientific topics for you today oh yeah um which uh, people in chat uh, already uh, already uh, excited about and possibly <laughs> know lots of things and i've just done some research i'm like oh i, mm -hmm. I, I know things too to, to tell you about but I, I look forward to hearing all your uh, twitch chat uh comments and youtube comments um and if you're in listening on the podcast can you co comment not no. i think you sad. can but not like on individual episodes necessarily you can leave us a review right, and say how much you like review. things but maybe just come to social media and tell us it'll be like five stars great but here's my comment on on, <laughs> on that thing you said about <laughs> friends by the way yeah, yeah. um do you come yeah come find us on social media that's probably that's probably yeah. the best we're on threads now Oh god, we are. Boom. We're on. We're on threads. Is, is threads on? Is it good? I quite like it. It works. It's not Twitter. It's not that going for it. I mean, the, the standards are low. Low. <laughs> yeah. Is you there can't... anyone else there? Or you yeah, no, 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 no. It's, 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 uh, it's, what was it? It passed it like. Passed it? It passed it? It passed. <laughs> I'm real tired, gang. Real tired. Um. <laughs> Bastard. Oh, we've got some first time chatter. Yeah. Hi, Enforcer Hello. Hound One. Hound. Hey, how's it going? New to Starfinder, never played it, but thinking of giving it a try besides just doing D&D. &D. That's what, That's we what we're doing. We were like, oh, should we Should we not just do d We should not just do D&D. &D. Oh my God, every um, time there's just like a moment where we're like, the rules, the rules, what are they oh, the rules. Is it good, is it bad? I like it, but at the same time, I don't know what's happening. It's so similar to D&D. &D. But yeah. it's kind of almost a bit irritating that they're so similar because it's not yeah, just a whole new rule set. They're very based on 5e. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it is fun. The setting <laughs> is amazing. And uh, what we're going to be doing today is talking about some of the things that have come up in our game and talking about the real world science that sits behind them. Or maybe potential future real world science. Future um, science. But before we do that, before we do that, future real world. Um, like future real world. <laughs> not to bang on about our Patreon. <laughs> A lot but we we made one and people signed up for it and we're like really chuffed and excited about it like um and last episode episode five we didn't do our shout out 
what we're we didn't. To do. Naughty. Um, Ali. Jennings. I fucked up. Lord of, pa- fucked Lord of Patreon. Lord of pa- yeah. I so, am Lord of Patreon. And yeah, I failed my subject. Subject. We're going to do two. Uh, <laughs> shout outs at now and then we'll do two shout outs at the end yeah and then we'll like have, have like made up for it slightly we think forgive us are we gonna do Forgive the roll the dice Patreons. thing i think we should do the roll di- the dice thing which is also really confusing so i think we roll is the it, dice thing we've got eight yeah. now so now we can do a d8 d8 yeah but Perfect. last time it was will and aaron so i don't i don't think we could do but they're like, out i think they're oh, out they're out so we do a d6 so it's only a d6 no, I think that's yeah. fair. Sorry, Will like, and Aaron. I, you know, like you'll come, it'll come round again. <laughs> We've just shouted like... out Will and Aaron by oh, no. saying oh, this. Shit. Who? I don't know what you're Cut that about. out. Cut that out. <laughs> it's too late. We're live. We'll do it live. Cut it out live. Yeah, okay. So D6 then. And um, Ali, have you, have you got your list so you can... I've got, I've got the list. As, as you tell me. Patreon, as, I, I don't want to be skeptical. Um, I am just just double checking that you have you've got the list. How very dare you! The list is so. (laughs) What the fuck is this? Um, Hang on. I've got the list. (laughs) Quiet, peon. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. I'm also. Who's rolling the dice? (laughs) Wait, it's not. I didn't have the dice. Shit. It's not a d6 because we've got different tiers, and the shoutouts are the super geek tier. Which is uh, no every. Oh no, oh, there, so- there is one below Super Geek. That's true. So hang on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So there are seven, but two of them have already been done. So do a D6. If you get a six, we'll roll okay. it again. Okay. Don't worry, Come guys. on, we can do this. <laughs> this all right, all right, all right. I'm ready. Though. Yeah. So I'm rolling. Okay. And who are the, the nameless people who we... I'm going to say the names again. because I'm actually looking yeah, at yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Trust Bates on the... Yeah, we're going to do that. All right. Ready? Yeah. Six. So we roll again. (laughs) Great content. Rejected. Oh, came off the table. Three. Three. Okay. One, two, three. Uh, It's Keegan. It's Keegan. Okay. Do the do the next one as well. Okay. As well, because then okay. We can't get excited about you yet, Keegan. No, we're coming. Wait, hold, hold. I've got a new idea. Keegan, you're in the chat as well. You're awesome. Oh, okay. oh yeah, nice. <gasps> Keegan and four. One, two, three, four. Thank God it wasn't is, three. We've already... They're not in the game. Calamity Cass! <laughs> Yay! Yes, also here. The case. Okay. Yes, Keegan and Cass! So, my new thing is, yeah. um, our we... challenge is... Yeah, Bates and I were discussing this on a, a Royal Train Station platform this morning. Yes, we were. Um, if uh, Keegan and uh, Cass were characters living on Absalom Station. Who do we think they'd be? Or not who do we think they'd be. I think we should just be silly with it. I like that. We just decide who they are. Yeah, so I'll just give them a little sentence about themselves. Oh, you mean it's themselves. not realistic? You're yeah, right, because yeah, otherwise yeah, it's going to yeah, take yeah. too long because we also don't yeah. necessarily know all the people on the Patreon. Yeah, like <laughs> Cass is not an artist because that's just... Cheating. Your uh, actual life. I think Cass yeah. is someone who's actually been to Triaxis. Is this based on that's... any like anything apart based... from their name? No. no. Yeah, just whatever you feel like. And Keegan. Based on someone needs to have been to Trax. Keegan is on. the son of Noodle Man. Oh. Mm. Oh. Keegan like, sounds like a warrior name. Keegan, I'm sorry, sorry, I didn't know. I don't know your gender, but it, on oh, Abs- you are a man on. Uh... On Absalom, you are a man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Son of sausage man. <laughs> I feel like Keegan is. It does feel like a kind of lizardly, like sort of Keegan. <laughs> not, no. Not, you're not, not getting that, no, that kind of scaly vibe. Scaly like vibe. Name, really. 
Come on, Keegs. Okay, we need to come up with these ideas before we go live in the yeah, future, we need everyone. To uh, Ali's suggestions. Okay, Keegan's can confirm I am a noodle sun lizard man. Excellent, wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. I feel it. I feel I am Lord of Patreon. <laughs> okay, right. With that um, out of the way, um, uh, also, just, just going back slightly, comment from Kaz. Kaz says, Threads is very sus. I'm like, yeah. It is, but you know, it's a yeah. sus as. All the other meta products, isn't it? I feel like. Yeah, like so. Who is? I also, mean, he is the worst though. Like he's yeah, the worst. but is he or is Elon? I mean, Elon is real bad, but like maybe they're all just like equally the worst. Eat the rich. Splitting hairs is irrelevant once you get to that. <laughs> yeah. Level. Anyway, science time. Are we all ready for some science? So ready. What are we talking about today, Charmini? Well, first thing we're talking about is my topic that I've been researching. Um, and it uh, came up, um, uh, <laughs> Ali, perhaps you could uh, briefly, in a sort of minimal, spoilerific mm. way, summarise why the topic of forensic science came up in our Detectives in Space-themed um, campaign. Absolutely. So, we, as a party, uh, found our way to the top of a mysterious tower block, well, tower block, uh, and broke into mysterious. a crime scene. <laughs> just, just, just it felt pretty mysterious at the time. Slash. Okay. It felt as though it was all dark. Anyway, we you broke went there into at the night. crime scene. <laughs> yeah, pretty expertly. <laughs> what is night on the space station? Although I was going to say we oh are going to we are going to get to that. Oh no! Yeah. Oh okay, right, right. Oh. That's, that's part okay, two. Okay. That's part two after the break. And uh, we we were exploring this crime scene, looking for clues, and um, we came across blood spattered across the floor. And we were looking at these blood spatters and trails and trying to work out if we could intuit anything about what had been going on during the time to spatter the blood in that particular way. And then we thought, oh my God, that's a thing that real people do at real crime scenes to do stuff of worth. <laughs> Maybe we should look into it. <laughs> yes. It'd be real. It'd be real science, albeit. Do it be real science. <laughs> do it be real science? And that be the question we do be questioning today, everyone. Um, we do be questioning it, be us. Uh, because I've um, been reading about all sorts of uh, different types of forensic science, different, um, you know, different methods, different sort of mini fields. Um, and I've got to say, most of what I found are people going, Hey, we think these fields might have some issues, um, which is a little bit worrying if you're ever gonna be uh, accused of a crime. Um, my favourite one, I found an excellent uh, article about bite mark analysis. Have you guys heard no. of this? I've heard of it. I haven't looked into it at all. So this is the idea that they can examine a bite mark and be like, well, that's going by dental records. That's this person who bit you. And that's normally, I would assume, used in a proof that this person was defending themselves against... Yeah, it's like if there are bite marks on a body in situations where there are marks and they're like, what did this? A dentist, a professional, I don't know what the field is called, professional bite mark analysis dentology D person. Dentology. Yeah, yeah. Comes along and says, teeth did this. Teeth. And then they say, you know, based on my expert opinion, it's highly likely that the patterns of this bite the patterns of these marks uh, were probably made by these specific teeth. Right. But it, uh, what, okay. So the questions then become, 
how individual are everyone's teeth, particularly in a world where we get our teeth like straightened and everyone tries to get their teeth Ooh, lined up a lot. Like we're taking away the individuality to make them all like nice. Well, what you're what you're relying on in court in these situations, and like you know, this like this is this has been used um, in 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 cases. People have been convicted in cases where this has been presented as evidence. Yeah. And what you're relying on is you're relying on this expert dentist coming along and saying like, do you think that this is a match? You know, how much do you think that there is a likelihood that this, you know, could have been someone else's teeth, could have been something else. Um, and you're basically trusting them as someone who has seen lots of teeth um, to, to, to give their opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Someone who's so seen more... lots of teeth. <laughs> See, I've, seen, so I've seen a lot of teeth. So yeah. it's more like uh, the person who is accused of doing this this biting could not have done it because they don't have any teeth. It, it, and it's a, teeth it's a better use as a null because this person's tooth goes out at this angle and there's no way this bite could have been made by this tooth. It's... it's... Oh, it's so interesting that you say that because I've got the strong impression that, that that forensics are like much more often used by the you know the, the prosecution side by people trying to get the conviction, right? Um, uh, and then the defense sort of argues against it. Um, but one of the, the reasons I've sort of started off with bite mark analysis um, is because yeah, so so oh no, they're called the, the bite mark dentists are called diplomates. Diplomates. Yeah, I Ooh. don't know where they've got that from, but I think they thought it sounded very efficient. I saw a, I saw an article which like was somewhat scathing of the dentists and sort of implied that they really liked being celebrity experts. Um, anyway, there was a study. Um, a lot of a lot of my <laughs> my commentary is going to come back to it, and then and, they did a study. And also, there's just um, sorry, just to before you go on to the study. Yeah, just so I'm clear, because. A sort of chaotics brought it up in chat yeah. about forensic od- od- odontology, odontology, which is like looking at skeletons, I think, and looking at the teeth. And is that right? Like for oh. hu- for identification, because your dental records are yes. so unique. Yeah, this is this not, is about yeah, bite marks, this is bite not mark yeah. Okay, yeah. so you don't have the teeth; you've just got the imprint. You've got a wound. Yeah. And you're Can like, I ask what? about yeah. about the bite mark analysis? I don't yeah. expect, but I just wonder, like. If base what you were saying is right about people changing their teeth, yeah, like does that mean that you're harder to identify from uh, your from dental, um, records. dental records? Is that I don't know. Or what about if you never go to the dentist? Yeah, you'd have to have not because they always take records, don't so, they? So point. as long as you've been to the dentist since you had your teeth done. But yeah, mm. maybe it's maybe other. How different really are our teeth? I don't know. Another topic. Bah. Right. Studies. Um, uh, one study where they uh, got a, 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 I don't know if it was a, a real or fake set of jaws, but they did 23 identical bites on a piece of unembalmed cadaver skin. And they found that they all looked completely different. Um, each bite wound was different from the others. And then another study in 2015 um, by, the, by some forensic, forensic dentists asked basically 38 different experts to review photos where the bite mark analysis had been used. Hmm. Um, they gave them 100 cases um, and it says they, out of those 100 cases, they reached unanimous agreement in four of the cases. Oh, wow. Um, That's not great, is it? It was, in fact, the case. What it, what it basically comes down to is that this expert like opinion is very much 
an opinion. Mm. And it's it's something that's kind of hard to put some numbers on. And what what I seem to have found, like reading a lot of these different um, forensics, is that like for a long time people weren't doing people were weren't doing the 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 big comparison studies where you actually say, okay, so how often, um, you know, how likely are you to make a mistake? How likely yeah. are you to get a, a false negative, false positive? So like hair, for example, they did like, there was there's been the whole thing about hair microscopy. You look at the color, the diameter, things about the cuticles and the scales and the exact pigment. Um, and um, yeah, okay, so there was one particular case, like this way back in the eighties when forensics was like, Science will solve everything. Yeah. Boom, forensics, perfect. That's like um, it's like pretty much the beginning of forensics, the eighties, right? Is it? I, I, like I'm properly, sure, it's quite uh, recent. I feel. Maybe I'm just thinking like, of specific think things because I watch silly true crime stuff that makes a big deal about all the new stuff. That's probably more likely. They had this hair sample from a rapist and from this one guy, um, and they said it was an exact match, which was a very rare phenomenon. Um, and some an FBI, FBI agent said, you know, they've performed thousands of similar hair examinations over the past 10 years, and there had only been eight or 10 times when hairs from two different people were so similar that he couldn't tell them apart, suggesting this is the same that It makes sense that it's but guys. But no one's ever mapped the distribution of hair properties in the general population to find out what that probability actually is. Oh, I see. It's all done like, no on one... these comparisons. It's not based on basically all the all this stuff it's coming from is from already from cases and pre-existing it's from that person's experience yeah, right? yeah what yeah, they've yeah. seen and, and looking rather than studies in general population and like checking whether the methods actually yeah work because, together because scientists aren't developing these methods right experts who need to like try and catch a criminal or like try and prove that someone is the murderer are developing these things based on the science yeah um but they're not, you know, they're not starting with like, okay, first we need to do a broad study. To no, they're like, oh shit, we've got a murderer. Yeah. And we, if we've got this bit of hair, how do we yeah. tie this bit of hair that we think is his? We need to find a way to, yeah. Okay, I get that. Yeah, Exactly. And I just, there's so but many- But then if you don't have the murderer, if you've just got random, random well, person too. The other thing is that, yeah, they all, in a lot of cases, they're like being told like, we've, we've got this guy. We need to like, I think crime. that's fairly like, we need to send this guy down like please help <laughs> please help prove it was him yeah <laughs> so, like they're somewhat incentivized to do so it is it is interesting the link between that and the kind of like nobody believes in experts anymore kind of like yeah. movement mm. that back, is really the brexit thing because like mm. a lot of the i mean if you look at making a murderer right like at the lot mm. large portions portions of that series are around how the experts who are brought in by the county to kind of put the guy in i can't remember his name now um mm. yeah that they are just hacks really and they don't their science doesn't stand up and i think a lot of that has kind of like this is part of that kind of movement towards making experts feel yeah just incorrect mm. like it, the, but, a lot of what i was reading about is, is more the opposite of that <clears throat> this is from um you know because over the past few decades, I don't know if that's changed really recently, but one of the sort of particular things is, I keep coming across, there was this huge 2009 report, which went across like so many different elements um, of forensics and, and, and sort of like past judgments on a lot of it. So like um, firearms analysis, where you can match the 
gun to the bullet. Yeah. Um, the I've heard that. Um, Is that not true? You've heard that. It's heard not that, that it's heard not, it. Yeah. It's not that it's not true. It's it's that you do things like um, give the same. Okay, so they gave the same items, the same like pairs of things back separately a little while later to the same researcher who did it the first time and they reached the same conclusion only two thirds of the time so a third of the time they reached a different conclusion it's not it's not that it's it's bullshit it's, it's the, that it's not tested not. it's not standardized in a lot of cases it's inherently subjective which, and, and you don't have the stats to like how how variable this subjectivity is yikes right yikes um, blood spatter analysis dexter like yeah um it's great thing we did all it's... only done by psychopaths who are also <laughs> murdering people from my experience <laughs> of blood splatter analysis said it was more subjective than scientific um uh, and but, uh, a lot... but that's a bit different isn't it blood spatter analysis because you're surely that is you're looking at like visible pattern oh i guess it's all the same thing isn't it but what what are you interpreting and, and how how certain are you well okay so, so to use my blood splatter yeah, yeah, experience yeah. which is yeah. watching dexter um he will get like dummies and he'll hit dummies? them like oh. dummies filled with oh dummies. blood so I like meant, dummies like, gummy bears. No, no, like, du- like 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 something dummies, yeah, making sorry, yeah and he'll hit them he'll yeah. hit it in like various ways with weapons to try and recreate yeah. the blood splatter. So they can try and say, we think they came at them from this angle. And that makes sense yeah. because we believe they came from this room or something like that. Yeah. And I think the, the, the interesting question there is if you repeated that, you know, 50 times with different strengths, whatever, would you always get the same pattern analysis? And how right. many other things could have produced the same pattern? Yeah that you don't know about. And like the problem with this is like when you're using it to convict, right? Or yes, it's yes. Like... That's where it comes down to, isn't it? So there's a lot of cases of false convictions. Of course, of course in, in the world, there are a lot of cases constantly of false convictions. Um, but there's a particular group, uh, I think called the Innocence Project, who are using DNA evidence well, to I've go back that. over past convictions. And a lot of the past convictions are forensic science-based convictions mm. that they're basically overturning now. With DNA evidence. So there was an example given in an article um, of a guy whose wife and two children were shot just back in 2000 um, and had, um, you know, he found them. He had blood, specks of blood on his T-shirt. Um, you know, one expert for the prosecution said this is consistent with high velocity impact spatter. Yeah. From- you did the shooting like in order for this to have happened it splattered onto you um and another expert said it's actually transfer stains um that sort of got more blotted as you know he was trying he was you know there and trying to help them um yeah and oh no the fact that you've got like two completely completely opposite yeah views on the same thing he was acquitted after being in prison for 13 years wow is is there any like part of it where it's definitely based on like a body of scientific work that is still sort of evolving 
Or is it well, just all like, we just sort of did this and it, it looked like it worked, so we kept doing it? So hopefully, I think, like I said, like this, there was this 2009 report, which was super damning. Um, chaotic um, in, in chat was was, uh, was talking about this as well um, and you know uh, saying their opinion you know things have got a bit better since 2009 and I think the the point is you've got to start doing the studies right that the, the, the studies aren't um, the, the studies that these fields weren't founda- founded on doing those studies um, so there's other sort of things that you can do as well um, like making your labs independent from law enforcement which they very often aren't and you've often again like got people giving giving the lab technicians or whoever's doing the work the context of the crime like they will give them the information on who's whose is this what happened um rather than it being sort of completely you know i'm not anonymous but whatever the term is um another there was a there was a thing uh some some people who were trying to make like make it so that it's all computer analysis so that the computer makes the judgment so that you're, uh, you've kind of taken away the human subjectivity. But that's still going from human input to the program yeah, at some point, so yeah. So there's like open... Cass raises this exact point in chat. Yeah. She's doing it right now. Um, but yeah, so the idea that you would build a computer which then like simulates these scenarios and sort of spits out the answer. Right. But I'm just going to I've just put it out there, right? Like building anything from first principles in terms of physics, right, is incredibly difficult. And almost always when it comes to like biological uh, readouts, it it never really works very well. Whereas the things which work really well are like AI models that learn from just shitloads of data Mm -hmm. that you've collected and then they just sort of like... But like, do you know the art? Like, do you have to give it the answer to the data? Like, usually, well, you train you, on human to begin with, you do, right? Right. You, you can feel like machine learning you, stuff. Well, there's different kinds of like labeling of things. Like, you wouldn't necessarily have to, but maybe maybe you'd want to. But but I'm just thinking that, given how bad the existing data already is, in that like we don't even know if the stuff which we think is the the like yeah a specific yeah. kind of spatter is. Yeah. How could you ever train an AI model that wasn't biased? Like, so. Yeah, it needs to have. It needs to just fully come from fundamental principles, right? That's the only, mm. the Which, only way so it comes. Ver- so much variability. Yeah, you basically well, have to create the universe in in there, and yeah, and yeah, like Cass says in chat, it wouldn't be spit out the answer, but give me the a hundred most possible scenarios for this thing having occurred like this. Yeah, yeah, and 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 having to, sorry, that to having that information on the likelihood, right? Yeah. Because Chaotic in chat mentioned the CSI effect. Uh, CSI ran from 2000 to 2015. And the thing that it does, it just conveys a lot of certainty. Mm. So juries just assume that there is this certainty. And if you say, you know, this is scientific, here's some DNA, whatever it is, it has such a great weight of like, well, it's science, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Although, coming back to Ali's, like... (laughs) Are, are people going anti-science these days and would that make them you know less likely to believe something like that i'm not sure on the anti-science thing just a bit of a, mm. a sidetrack i saw a billboard sign or like a hanging thing over a, over a bridge on on the road the other day that says mm. you can question science and i was like <laughs> and it was like an anti-vax thing and i was like <laughs> yeah you can and you yes, absolutely science. should like that's Maybe, that is maybe. science what you shouldn't do is just be like ah no don't like it 
<laughs> like, and I thought I just thought I, I sort of was like, yes, no, you you are you you are right. You're just you have to question it. You have to question it, not just dismiss it out of hand because you yeah. don't like the answer. Um, anyway, that was yeah. And all of this, like, all of these things is none of what I'm saying is like, these things are completely, like, the basis of these things aren't, I don't think, in most cases, bullshit, but it's the applications and how, yeah. I think it's like how well tested they are, right? Yeah. How how much you can confirm, um, you know, whether whether this this technique does in fact mostly get it right. And that's yeah. what the jury needs to know, right? Yeah, they the need to know the reliability. To know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I tried looking up fingerprints because fingerprints... Um, hmm. came up in the story oh yeah it was it was the fingerprints were on the hilt um, it's, oh god yeah the, the, but are they nanites oh god I, we don't know but it's a, the android do androids have fingerprints yes they do in this world they do um, we decided because <laughs> it's plot necessary. Well, was, it was plot and it's well so that, that so that is part that I, so I'm taking this little bit of framework from one of the books yeah. and it does mention the fingerprints and then you were like do androids have fingerprints and I was like <laughs> Yes, obviously they do. Special Android fingerprints. But I think Androids are, you know, developed to be... Copies. You know, they are meant to be human-like, so, yeah. yeah. And, like, again, there's different uses for fingerprints um, because you can, like, you know, uh, use, you know, get fing- go to the police station and get fingerprints and they, like, have your fingerprints on record and then they can, like, identify you. But you've also got like real world scenarios where you've got like a fragment of a fingerprint slightly yeah. smudged left on a thing. White. Yeah. Um, and there's different like uh, re- like requirements for what you say to match a fingerprint. So like um, different countries have like different number of points that you have to identify as matching. To say it like, is a, a, a definite match. Places or... where you're like, this is the same. Like here's 12 places where this is the same. Um, and actually, what I kind of didn't realise with the fingerprints is, is that, like, um, uh, l- let me uh, read you what it said. The things that are going to vary it um, are, like, how much you're sweating, how oily your hands are, how, like, pliable your skin is, how much you're pushing it, obviously slipping. We mentioned what the surface actually is. Um, such that, like even if you did a sort of fingerprint kind of identically twice, just kind of the flexibility of your skin and pushing it, like you're never going to get the exact same shape of fingerprint, um, even from your your same finger, yeah. like twice in a row. Um, so although there's lots of things that you could like match up exactly, uh, there is also like more variability than certainly I would have thought. Um yeah. And also there's the question of like, are you looking for points that match or are you looking for like, if there's a single difference, that means it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, Surely that is, that's the better way to do it. Cause that's almost like the null the hypothesis yeah, thing, exactly, right? Exactly. Like, which is, you know, that's like GCSE science. We were taught about yeah. the null hypothesis was to do science. You say, okay, let's assume this thing isn't going to happen and now prove that it's not happening. And if yeah. you just can't, so in this case it would be, we, we're going to assume this isn't this person's fingerprint. So find any yeah. discrepancies. And yeah. if you can't, pr- wow, maybe our null hypothesis is wrong. And it is this person's Out fingerprint. Out of everything I looked for, fingerprints didn't w- seem to be the, like, the least 
uh, sketchy. But even then, some, you know, um, sort of Wikipedia summary says some academics have argued that the error rate hasn't been adequately studied and that it has the, the fingerprint evidence has no secure statistical foundation. Oh, no. And what about ultimately the same problem as everything else, right? What it's about like... DNA stuff? Did you look I'm at glad it? glad you asked me. About oh, it. Yeah. <gasps> I segued for you. <laughs> Thank you for that. You're so welcome. Um, because uh, you remember I mentioned the Innocence Project? Yes. Because um, they're Adnan Saeed, aren't they? They're the serial podcast. I think they're the ones who oh, really? jumped, got him acquitted. No, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Um, really? They've done loads yes. of cases, though. Um, they've done more than two hundred uh, exonerations or exposing wrong, wrongful convictions, um, and uh, a lot of those. Yeah, I think they certainly started off like just using DNA, like that was their thing. So using the DNA to um, uh, to to like disprove the original. Um, and there was another stat that was that of 375 exonerations based on DNA. Yeah. That, that was like the Innocence Project or other groups. People had been using DNA to, to exonerate people. Um, almost half of them involved the misuse of forensic sciences. Whoa. Almost half of those things that they were targeting, the original case, had forensics that obviously these people are claiming were not accurate. Uh, and is this... Because with stuff like this, this is just, it, it, they're not necessarily arguing innocence, are they? I know they're called the Innocence Project, but they're actually arguing you've convicted well, on... In a court, that's what you have to do, isn't it? I guess it is, right? yeah. You have to prove that the original conviction that wasn't enough to convict, right? You can never prove Which innocence. is innocence. Right. Well, that but that comes down to innocence, I guess, then, in a jury setting, because it's either guilty or... It's because it isn't until proven guilty. So therefore, if they shouldn't have been found guilty, they were innocent, because... They shouldn't have been found guilty because there wasn't sufficient evidence. But do courts evidence. find people innocent? Is that a verdict that they can... No, they're out? not guilty. No, they, yeah, they, they find them not guilty. Right. Which, yeah. but if you're innocent until proven guilty, if that's the phrase... Oh, okay, good point, yes, if okay. you If you never should have been <laughs> guilty, then you've been innocent the whole time. We need a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Cameron in chat agrees. Now There's any actual lawyers here. Hello. Just slating <laughs> all uh, forensics. Fingerprints, fake. Blood splatter, fake. DNA, we've, we've, oh, we've gone through way it. Way more wobbly yeah. than you'd think. She says, yeah. so uh, that is in fact what I'm coming to because having yeah. now bigged up DNA is being like, yeah, DNA, baby. It's good. It's good yeah. stuff. Oh, another really good fact. Um, okay, so, you know, you have you have your, um, like, genome and you have genes, mm -hmm. right? So you have, like, we all have different genes for different things. But individually, those genes can be different versions called alleles, mm -hmm. right? So I, in a particular gene, like an eye colour gene, I might have a different allele, different version than Emily Bates or probably Ali. We, we've got Ali both got brown. Jennings, we do all have slightly different because I've got dark brown. You're more hazily, and then Ali's yeah, yeah. big baby blues. How many <laughs> genes are involved in eye? How many eyes? Well, no, we, I was taught at school. There's like taught, only yeah, there's exactly. two, and <laughs> but and that's like, not actually, true. It's more complicated. So if anyone knows how many. Oh, I'm gonna find that out. Okay, I did my. What, oh, what were they called? Um, uh, Mendelian squares. No, what are they called? Where well, you do the little diagram yeah. and you did like squares. big Punnett squares. Punnett squares. Miss Mendel, right? Isn't it? And oh, Which we did we did peas. We did sweet peas. I feel like there is lots yeah. of questions coming. Is, is this all? I am the master of Punnett squares. Ask me anything. You're you the want. master of Punnett squares. Why are they called Punnett squares? I am the master. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going on a mission. Can you do a Punnett square that incorporates lots more genes than just two different types? Come on, master of the Punnett square. <laughs> you can incorporate as many genes as you want. Can babe. you? Is that a are you lying? Yeah, you can. <laughs> So, uh, I'm um, gonna. I'll post one in the I'm Discord, sure uh, like a maxi Punnett square. Fun fact about mm. um, if you have um, thirteen, apparently is the standard number of like allele like locations that you're gonna look at. Um, and if you compare uh, thirteen, um, which is a good number, because the odds of two unrelated people matching at all of them are less yeah. than one in a billion. Oh. So if you can match all of them, you're looking pretty, yeah, pretty shit hot. Exactly. And okay, how so how close? Great. Question DNA. on that Love. though. Yeah. How yeah. like close would that be? Really, if that was like say a brother or a sister. Like, in a case that you know, they're like, ah, oh, well, this how brother close did is it. Relevant, right? How close? Yeah. Is like you said, you'd have to have all of them to prove a match. Yeah. Um, I presume when it says the chances of of yeah unrelated people are matching are uh, one in a billion that changes for relatives um but at least then you have like a smaller pool you're doing with and like if you're 50 percent, you know related to your siblings that's gonna yeah. massively decrease as you go out to like cousins and cousins yeah 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 well very rapidly yeah, right. but then so but then you look at stuff where like loads of our dna we match with like you know potatoes yeah, that is usually talking. I think that's that's not the same idea. thing as this. Yeah, right? not it's alleles. Not a version yeah. of a particular gene. It's like whether mm. potatoes have an eye color gene. Yeah, which they Probably. might, and they're no. using it for something else. They do have like... eyes on potatoes. No, I'm gonna Google do potatoes have an eye color gene and just see if anything comes up. Probably like, not. It's a good time for me to jump back in. Different things. Yeah. Go oh on. yeah. Reginald C. Punnett. Naomi <laughs> thinks you got it. Wait, is that actually true? Man. 100%. There's a man called Reginald C. Punnett who came up with Punnett squares. There was a it man. It wasn't to do with Punnett's, like of strawberries or anything. Okay. That I really hope it was. I'm going to dive deeper in. I'll be back. He's, he's gone again. He's, he's, he's gone, gone in. Again. Okay, so, right, DNA. You've got two. You've got a bucket of blood. I'm back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's not. No. It's, just a, it's just after the name. It's just it's after just the name. It's just because he was called Punnett. Cool. No, that makes sense. Okay. You've got a um, bucket I've of also blood. got an answer. I've got nope. answers about the eye gene. Sorry. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Before we go right. very far yeah. away from. Yeah. yeah. It's just been so long. The bucket of blood is. I'm putting it aside. Yeah. Tell us. Okay. This is according to Desiree White, publishing in the Journal of Human Genetics, 2011, <laughs> and Monserrat Rabago Smith, maybe nice. the best author name I've ever. The two best author Rebago names. Rabago Smith. Rabago Smith. Monserrat. Hyphenated. Montserrat. Montserrat. I'm going to put a character called Montserrat Robego Smith in the game somewhere. <laughs> I mean, I want to meet Can we get, character. like, libel? Do you think they're... Like, they're not alive now, surely. Or is this a recent study? Yeah, this is recent. Oh, sorry, no, maybe we won't. Like we'll do, like, Montserrat Robego Mon Jones. Yeah, 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 totally different. You think that's never guess. I'll make what? them a really cool character and not a bad guy. As long as there's no, like, damage to their reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damage to their reputation. They'll have really pretty eyes. That'll be a key part of it. The real damage to their reputation is going to happen when I somehow misquote this thing I'm about <laughs> to read to you. Although there are about 16 different genes responsible for eye colour, it's mostly attributed to two adjacent genes on chromosome 15. So it is mainly it's two. the two. But wait, no, I thought you were going to tell us whether they were also in potatoes. Oh, no, I've looked at the potatoes oh, oh. stuff. 
I've I've got potatoes here. So um, I haven't found anything about eye colour genes in potatoes, but I have have found stuff about colour genes in potatoes. Uh, And uh, wait, oh no, I mean, well, it's not really genes. Oh yeah, here we go. Um, There are three main genes, a basic gene, a red colour producing gene and a blue colour producing gene. And there is probably an additional anthocyanin inhibiting gene and the anthocyanin in the periderm cells, which are the ones sort of like under the surface, um, that they subdivide, and that's where the colour for potato skin comes from. We were, we were hanging out, Emily Bates and I may have been hanging out with a very gorgeous Palomino horse. Oh uh, my goodness. Very beautiful. And like, it's so the beautiful. And my friend Grace was telling me, like, well, Palomino is actually. A, a gene that makes every, I can't remember what they actually said. They explained it better. Like a gene that makes everything underneath paler. They so dilute like it. A, it's a dilution gene. Chestnut, dilution. Yeah. Yes. If you have a chestnut coat and then you put the dilution gene on top of it, then you get a palomino. And if you have like a bay coat and you've got a dilution gene, then you have a dun. And then um, it's beautiful. It's, it's cool and complicated. Yeah. I was I, like the the genetics of like horse color. It sounds fascinating. I don't know very much about it. And because you get all the different kinds of like pigmentation. So we, me and Charmley were looking at this. We were looking at like, this is what we do on our weekends when we hang out together. We Google things about genes, um, like leucism and albinoism and things when you get like different color variations in the animal kingdom and all the different possibilities. Because it's, you know, people just sort of say, oh, I've seen an albino squirrel or yeah. something and it often isn't an albino it's actually like a leucistic has to have red eyes but i want oh, i thought that to too no because there was a picture i saw on twitter today of some albino like two albino magpies um and Science. uh a scientist who i follow was like it looks like these are actually proper albinos and i was trying to look and i was like it doesn't look like they have particular red eyes so i was wondering like how you tell and what the yeah, uh, so it's leucistic and it's white, white, fur, white fur plumage or skin due to a lack of pigment is leucistic. Um, but that means they not often have uh, different coloured eyes as well. Um, but that's not the albinism. That's not albino. Um, da, 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 da. Nomi thinks are coming in hard saying leucistic doesn't make the blue gene. I'm going to double check that. Yeah, doesn't make... Potatoes. Ma- Potatoes? What? what? I don't know. No, 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 about I- no for eyes, I think. I think that's what Naomi's saying. But Mendel posited alleles don't make the blue gene. I don't know. Maybe not. I, I don't know. Separate. separate I don't understand. Ch- I haven't been walking. Help. Oh, no, for the cyanine bit. Okay. Oh, I Fine. I was reading the potato oh, yeah. gene stuff. Like, that's, <laughs> I will blame. But I'm um, do look up pictures. looks different in different animals and different groups is what I was wondering. Basically. Um. Well, I guess it depends on... Hmm, I don't know. So yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, so they've got the diluted plumage here. Uh, oh no, so they don't always have, uh, they, so if they don't, if they have sort of, they can have regular eyes without being, and, and be leucistic. Um, this is all, and then uh, albinism, uh, also results in white feathers. This is from the British uh, bird Aww. people. Uh, but true albinos are thought to be rare in the wild. Albinism is caused by a genetic mutation causing an absence of tyrosinase in pigment cells so uh they're unable to produce menylin pigments uh which gives them the pink eyes or red eyes well while the iris of pigmentation of leucistic birds remains dark oh most albino birds die soon after fledging primarily as a consequence of their poor eyesight albino birds are not thought to progress to adulthood in the wild as with leucistic individuals albinos can retain in carotenoid pigments if normally present in the plumage 
I don't know what a carotenoid pigment is. Oh, gosh. A common misnomer is partial albino. Oh, that's just not possible since albinism affects the whole plumage of a part of a bird, not just part. Oh, so red is carotenoid. Carotenoid. Oh, gosh, we're all learning together at the same time. Carotenoids, leucistics. I'm not, I'm not Googling more eyes of vegetables because I don't think the data's out there. Okay. Can I just well come back and, the question, and undermine the basics of forensics? Um, yeah. DNA forensics. Yeah. Sorry, DNA forensics. Right. You remember our bucket of blood? I remember the bucket of blood. The bucket of blood. Someone, there's a bucket of blood on the floor because the murder victim stabbed the murderer. And there's a bucket of blood. <laughs> I, got, I, mean, I got this example from one of the articles I read. I was like, yeah, it's great. I'll just say this. Um, you're like, oh, all this blood. And then you go to get this murder suspect and you take their blood and you're like, it's the same blood. And you can do your really good DNA analysis and you're like, boom, perfect, lovely, proven. Um, however, real world, buckets of blood are in slightly short supply. So what you end up with is like, I have a tiny smidgen of DNA mm. that we can amplify up. Um, or... Worse, I have three possible people's DNA that is all mixed together, and I have no way of telling which alleles came from which person. Um, but hmm. because no. because you know, if you imagine if you imagine you're seeing like you know where you get the little blue strips in the bars, yes, and you're like trying to see like here's here's one person's alleles pattern, and you're trying to like match them with the others. Mm. It's kind of like you've got three people's DNA all together. Um, oh, and they're trying like to split them out, but because they're all mixed they're up. They're all overlaid on top of each other, right? So you can identify what alleles are there, but you can't split up who it's come from. Um, I see. Um, yeah. Can I ask a really fiddly technical question? Which I, you know, you're not a friend. I know, but so are we doing this with gel electrophoresis? Is that what the, are we basically like putting the blood in little wells in a bit of agar jelly and then using electricity to pull the dna through the gel and then it separates out like that is because that's super low tech I, I don't know if that's still how they do it like that is that is like the e like that is what i'm imagining that is definitely what they used to do um and that's like the easiest thing to, the easiest way to like visualize like here's this pattern is what alleles um yeah i don't know enough about modern uh techniques DNA analysis or anything it's probably all on a computer that these days centrifugal forces first or put them in a centrifuge make it go mad and then that's what that's what they all do in those science labs i've seen it you know you've got you've got problems where you don't you can't like if you have oh and then if you have a sample from someone you can like take them out yeah you don't know if someone else had that allele you know you can't then say that it's definitely wasn't they could have both had that allele, so you also can't. Aren't we saying the alleles are? Mm. Oh no, we're not. We're saying each individual alle alleles. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but the then you get one. into like, yeah. Oh, and then when that's you do grim. amplification, sometimes you lose. You might lose one, so there might like not like a particular allele might not have made like made it into that fragment or made it through the amplification process. Yeah, because amplification yeah. is just random. It's like it's random which ones get get amplified. Or oh, like exactly it should be the all of them, but like they don't always work. It's so interesting when you think about it like that because like when you do that sort of stuff in a lab just in general you assume that like i don't know a proportion of everything you try is just not going to work so mm. you it will be the same when you but you have no sample you're just like well we get to yeah. do this once and hope that everything works yeah. perfectly. yes and you're yeah. trying to get a conviction right you've been told 
theoretically. That's nuts. We think this person is is a rapist. Please, please like, prove it. Yeah. And yeah. Please place them at the scene of the crime. Yeah. Mixed sample. Um, so again, you know, there are sort of examples given in, in different articles I've read of, of people who, like, went to prison for a long time. There are a couple of boys who are like, walking down the street, and she pointed them out as it being it was those two that did it. Um, and like, you know, as, as, as far as they were concerned, they had nothing to do with it. So they were like, well, we'll give you our DNA then. And one of them was determined as a match in a sort of situation that later when they came back to it seemed like really bad practice. Um, not even just that the field is, is, is not terribly consistent, but like it was just badly done. Oof. Um, and then where's my, okay. 2010, 2010 study. Um, oh no, this wasn't a study, right? They, there was a particular case, this is a different case, um, where the uh, person said, the evidence, the evidence, so the evidence, what, what this, the jury in this case were told, I think, were based on this DNA evidence, this defendant could can't be excluded as a contributor. Okay. So it wasn't like they were told it's definitely him, but they were saying it can't be ex excluded. Um, some researchers, uh, you know, came back uh, a lot later and gave the gave the same samples to seventeen different lab technicians, but like without any context. They were all quite experienced. Um, it was a mixture of DNA, and they said, "Is the defendant's DNA in this or not? I can you exclude them? Can you not exclude them?" Um, Twelve of them said that. The DNA could be excluded. His that that person's DNA mm. was not in it. Four said that it was inconclusive. One said that it could not be excluded as a contributor. And a case, you know, this was involved in a case. It's quite um, depressing. It is. It is, it is very depressing. <laughs> but I mean. I just, the fact that yeah. people are doing these studies now That's is good. part of the problem. That's... Part of the problem is overconfidence in the results. And part of the problem is lack of studies into um That's still not a big research. number, though, because... Do you know what I mean? Like That is not going to make any real significant... Um, when you do your stat analysis, you're not going to get a tiny, tiny p-value, are you? High p-value? Do you want a high or a low one? Example. You want a teeny tiny you one? You want a teeny tiny one, right? You want 0 0.05. That's what teeny I remember. Tiny. And yeah. lower. Teeny tiny, lower. Teeny tiny p teeny tiny. Also, right, this is my final final fun fact um, in the depressing you all with the state of uh, the sort of reliability of forensics that we all thought was great. Um, happy thing? No, no, just more depressing things. <laughs> oh, <laughs> here's one depressing things. Great. In North Carolina in 2016, I don't know if this is still the case, state and local law enforcement agencies who were operating crime labs were compensated $600 for DNA analysis that resulted in a conviction. Oh, oh dear, that's not good. Um, <sighs> oh, oh, I have another thing on this. Sorry, I don't know if you were going to talk about this. Because mm -hmm. I oh gosh this is this is thing that's popped into my head that I watched a YouTube video on maybe maybe five months ago, but haven't <laughs> they? Oh no, uh, my brain. Um, haven't now using like DNA stuff from like people who have like given their DNA to like Twenty Three and Me and those kind of sites. Haven't they now been able to like track like there's uh, the Golden Gate 
serial killer, I want to say. And they literally, like, they got something... Because they had DNA, but the person who was the serial killer didn't have any DNA on file, clearly, because it was never matching with anyone. And then someone, like, put in their DNA to 23andMe, and it turned out to be, like, their second or third cousin or something. And it was so... It was close enough of a match that they were like, hey, um, don't suppose anyone in your family lived in these areas on these dates? And they were like, oh, yeah, no, that's exactly when Uncle Fred kept going round well, that's what his literal travel patterns and they were like cool thanks very much and he like perfectly matched the profile and um then they they arrested him did dna on it and it was like a hundred percent match and like, i think i think like they also decades read. i could be making I please everyone case. check that don't go quoting no, no, that there's, go, there's, there's something yeah. <laughs> yeah no like that like loosely the the, the those details I, I also read um and i i think it was this case or it might have been another one where like 23andMe or Ancestry.com or whoever it was, um, you know, put out a statement saying we did not provide people's personal the data to law yeah. enforcement. We didn't give anyone the data, which they don't have to because you can yeah. just make your own profile and be like, do yeah. I have any relatives? Help please? me. Yeah. Um, uh, don't do, don't, don't. I don't recommend don't it, everyone. Yeah. Um, the data stuff, there is no, like, they're no not. protection. No. Well, I mean, they, they, they all put stuff in now, um, but like, mm. I, I don't know where it stands. Like, if you, basically, if you do really want to do it, read mm. their damn rules about what they can do with your data, because it, they could. There's potential they can just turn it over. Um, you just don't want your uncle going to jail. That's all. <laughs> well, no, no. I mean, obviously, if your uncle is a serial killer, but you know, there's um, this distantly related. Did you see that documentary about the fertility doctor? who used his own sperm on a huge proportion of his patients um, w with fair confidence that they would never know. And then a few decades later, this gene sequencing come up um, and they either realized that their dad was not their dad or they realized that their sperm donor, who you know the mother had chosen, seemed to have had loads of families, uh, eventually realizing it was all the same guy and at the time he did it i think it wasn't a crime like i think they struggled to actually pin anything on him because the laws didn't exist to say maybe don't lie to people and put your sperm in them without their consent hey everyone don't lie to people and put your sperm in them without your cons their please consent don't. please don't that's, do that that's good rule for life yes yeah, good know? rule for life <laughs> we're we're very strong on our morals we know that's we know our right. number one rule <laughs> Of the RPGs. Stay, yeah. stay for the life rules. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, that's Yikes. pretty grim. Well. Oh, yeah, I'd love more fun facts. Like, uh, uh, fun facts. Time, fun is no, the word. I've only got grim ones. Okay, well, two, two more grim Why? Like, why would, why, why, what is why would the, we want What's that? the benefit of having yeah, loads of Distribute loads of the sperm. My seed. seed. Evolutionary drive, right? Have as many babies Evolutionary I mean, in the animal like, kingdom, they'd be like, well done. Well done. You did it, dude. That's what the animal kingdom would say. I just don't, but like, you know, our, like evolutionary drives are like linked to like pleasure principles these days. So we can't sophisticate it like that. Like, it's not pleasurable just to be like, I take a little bit of my sperm I, and I put it in this. Maybe, I mean, it's. Thing. No, says it's a fetish. So. I, I expect, I almost guarantee it's a <laughs> sexual fetishy thing. Like, that's. Mm. Oh, right, okay. More depressing uh, facts. Well, okay, this is not depressing. This is just an interesting fact about DNA contamination. Okay. Um. 
it's just cool. No, it's cool. Okay. You know, we're all sharing DNA with each other, like, all the time. And if you and I shake okay. hands, okay, yeah. <laughs> right, you and I are going to shake hands, and then I'm going to hold a knife. And then I'm oh. going to be like, who held this knife? Me? Um, and in, 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 <laughs> in 20% of the cases, uh, you I'm getting done. as the main or sole contributor to the DNA that was found on the knife. Oh. Because all my sweat... Maybe you're just more sweaty. You're just a sweaty. I am more sweaty. I'm quite a sweaty creature. Excuse. I actually slide round. If anyone's actually seen me in real life, I don't walk. I glide on the sweat that I produce. DNA. You have this beautiful light. Yeah, you look like you've a shimmer. Yeah. So contamination is a huge thing. Anna. Anna. I wear a lot of powder for the streams. <laughs> a lot. A not fun story. It's just been blown in your face all the time. <laughs> in 2012, uh, a uh, millionaire got murdered in his mansion, and they found some biological matter under his fingernails, and they had a guy in the database who matched, who like confidently matched, and it was a homeless man with previous convictions for non-violent crimes. Um, and they arrested him for um, uh, for murdering this millionaire. Um, uh, a few months uh, later, his loyal lawyer was able to prove that Anderson was in detox in a local hospital at the time the murder that had occurred. It turned out that the paramedics who responded to the distress call from the mansion had treated the homeless guy earlier. Whoa! Transferred some DNA via the oxygen monitoring oh, via an oxygen monitoring device on his hand whoa 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 fun fun for that is the story in uh chaotic said it's because the particles are loose on the surface so they transform more easily so it's not does that mean it's not sweat it's like crusty because my yeah, because I, i'm scaly like, maybe it's in i feel like it could be carried by sweat but like yeah, what is it? If it's if it's got DNA in it, is it like dead cells? Is it? I don't know. It's not. I mean, we were talking about fingerprints being like you leave all these oils, you leave protein. We never got to the bottom of that. We were talking about that last time as well. It's like what I've is got it? A is list it oil? of is things that fingerprints are. Your DNA oh, is in your um, skin. You just, yeah, dead skulls. So it's dead cells. It's it's your skin just molting, um, which it does all the time. Um, oh wow! Moisture, grease. Right. <laughs> so, oh, so, but also, okay. So, what we also have, I feel here, is a list of tips for if you want to commit a crime. Um, oh no, we've not done it again. Like last week, last time, it was like how to give someone fake memories and manipulate them horribly. Well, just you like, know, if Sharmini's going to stab yeah. someone, she's yeah. going to be like, "Hey, Emily, shake my hand." Yeah, you know? that, that was only twenty percent. Like eighty-five percent, it was still oh, yeah. me being made. Like Emily, numbers. lick my hand. <laughs> Emily, Maybe. keep licking that... my hand. Em... <laughs> Emily, just... hold this knife. No oh. <laughs> Emily, stab this person and uh... <laughs> and then lick my hand. And then lick my hand. <laughs> then lick the knife. <laughs> then lick the person. No. <laughs> oh, also fun. Um, uh, reasons for why we have fingerprints. They're talking about um, oh. fingerprints in 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 chat. They're like the ridges. The fact that it's the ridges on your on your uh, fingers. Um, and uh, one of the reasons, well, like they theorize that maybe it's for gripping rough surfaces, maybe it's for t improving surface contact in wet conditions. Um, but the cool one was uh, to amplify vibrations 
triggered if you're, for example, brushing your fingertips across an uneven surface so that you can have better signals that you're sending to your sensory nerves uh, to perceive fine texture. Yes. Oh. Isn't that cool? Oh. That is cool. It's a surface area thing. To, oh. Because like, like, well, it's the thing with like your your fingertips can tell the difference between like a tiny like if, if you get two pins and you hold them yeah. really close together and you prick your skin on your fingertip you're like yeah. oh two two pins have pricked my fingers but if you put it like you on, on like your back yeah. you can do them like yeah. a centimeter apart and you'll be like yeah. oh no a pin what? in my on my pin. back yeah, and it's like you're I, like you because your body your because uh, of where the receptors yeah. are they're more like spread out and so you just get the one receptor firing and it's nothing. just like oh yeah cool one pin mad yeah. you own you you can feel one thing yeah in, uh, two separate things yeah. so but yeah your fingertips are like crazy good at it crazy good. all fun facts Naomi thinks it says perception is wild and I feel perception like, is again, wild wow the the chats we could have on on that in consciousness. Future. What? No! Yeah. That kicked up a notch. Consciousness. What is perception? Is that the we're reason we have sure. consciousness? That's a big what? theory now. That, that perception is consciousness. So the uh, I can't remember it all. It's Anil Seth's theory. And no, no, I can't. Come back to this when it's, I was when talking it about that this weekend as well. Like, yeah. We had a, we had a nerdy weekend. Was that mid horse or was that? Yeah. I was telling the horse about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, hey, pay pony. Beautiful. Hey, Pony, don't run away now. I reckon we should have a little break now. I think we should. Before coming back into part two of our Science of Starfinder, where we've got some slightly more specifically Starfindery science for you. Slightly more. Slightly. Uh, let's, do, roll, let's do the other two the questions D6. at the end, I reckon. At the end? Yeah, we're gonna, no, but we're going to roll the D6 for oh, the no, time. Oh, no, I forgot. How many? Oh, how long oh I forgot this. And it's we're doing plus six plus, plus five. Right? A D6 plus well, five. I th- it's a D6 plus four, so you get five D6 minutes. Plus right? four. A minimum of five, yeah, minimum yeah. Minimum five minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, ready? Oh, oh, it's a nice, meaty nine minutes. Whoa, okay, everyone, Hello. you've got time. Like, go. I'm going to go to the loo twice. I'm, I'm going to go to the loo twice. I'm going to fill my wash bottle up, down my wash bottle, then twice. pee that out, then uh, <laughs> do a little dance. I'm going to do a little bit of check my notes for the next bit when yeah, we're going to be talking about nice. Absalom Station and. Whether it could feasibly be a thing. <laughs> but it's okay, because in Starfinder, there's magic, so uh, it's okay. Right, so science. Uh, <laughs> science. See you all in nine minutes. Goodbye. Bye. Welcome back. Welcome. This is. We've had nine minutes. I hope everybody's back. Just... Nine minutes. Do you need more than nine minutes? Hey, hey chat, maybe. Chat, you could do they? Do you need more time? Oh, no, chat, have it. Just need more than nine. No, okay. Fine. Do you need more than nine minutes? Fine. It's nine minutes. What are you time doing, it takes, chat, chat, to need more than nine minutes? There's nothing I can I think of that takes more than share nine your minutes. technique. I'm <laughs> how are you making? Yeah, no, no, shut yeah, up. How everyone. are you making it? How are you making this break last one? Put it in. I chat. thought it was Go like on. three minutes. <laughs> There's no mods here tonight. Wait. There are, there know. are, oh, there are. Sus. Okay. You're not a mod, there's though, Andy. Sus. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> I feel like I don't like, bump me, Cass. Was focusing on my toast for like five seconds, and innuendo may have happened when I was. We were talking about. Oh god, she's back. No, 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 no we weren't talking about how long sex I'm takes at all. We weren't talking Focus. about that as well. What? What? What, is the av- what is the average? Have there been studies but on that? Three is the often quoted number. But really? Then, like, 
but you've got to be, like are we talking average or median right because I feel yeah like, are we defining like how much we're including 5.4 minutes within their very limited <laughs> parameters the team found reports that ranged the team. from the team. This is, sorry, this is from Medical News Today. This is top link of Google. Uh, ranged from 33 seconds to 44 minutes, with the average session lasting 5.4 minutes. So that's that sounds like a uh, 33 seconds to 44. What's the definition of sex? I, we've got to get into this now. Good question. And uh, we've got Simon's going to be gutted that he's. I bet it. that's. I bet that's like only counting like. Penetrative. penetrative. Uh, heterosexual penetrative. Insertion yeah, here we go. So this is... 33 okay. minutes of penetrative a, sex. A t- t- <laughs> Ali. <laughs> Ali, don't. <laughs> Some people are younger, Ali. <laughs> and, um, uh, a 2005 multinational study of heterosexual couples that defined sex as penile vaginal intercourse asked okay. participants to time sex from penetration through to male ejaculation. <laughs> 33 minutes. That's what sex is, folks. That's what this study Isn't says. Defined? So in, in, in their, but in their definition, that's what they've they've gone they've gone for, bad. which is no, which is, no, and I think when people make time jokes, that is the, that is what people are joking about most of the time. So I think, yeah. yeah. Uh, other researchers have attempted to ascertain a normal duration by asking people who diagnose and treat sexual disorders. Oh, say more about that. Then they, you've just stopped that bit. Oh, that's sad. Okay, sorry. Carry on. Uh, I'm going to read a bit more of this. Just Wait. talk about something because <laughs> I'm intrigued. If anyone is not, um, by the way, I'm just going to take a little moment to plug our Discord channel. Is it a ta- channel or is it a? It's a channel d- on a it... server. Oh yeah, God! No, they've channel. left us in charge of the technical on plugging. Simon's server, we think. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, Simon's server. Uh, one of our uh, community chaotic brain person um, is apparently writing on a whole. Uh, post about the Madrid bombing, um, which is oh, cool. relevant to our forensics. Uh, oh, amazing! Chat just now. So, yes, chaotic. Oh, yeah, they haven't posted it yet, but like, who knows what it will say? Okay, I'll reserve no judgment. until you're on our uh, Discord channel. I'm just also really yeah, proud that in chat we're getting a lot of people being like, oh, of course, it's like PNV uh, sex, and because, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm glad yeah. we've got people here who are like, maybe well, that's not the definition Andy, we should use. Andy says. PIV sex, that's what I'm going to be calling it from now on. PIV. Is 1% of all sex. Is it really? Only 1%? Andy says. That's, that's cool. I do feel I mean, like Andy is, and Andy's sex educator, that, Andy's so, sex so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, okay, I don't want to throw the cat among the pigeons here, but it's... Oh, throw it. Okay, so I'm, I'm 100% with you. I don't think sex means penis and vaginal intercourse. Where does sex start? Does it mm. start from the oh, point that you no. guys lock eyes? Is that are we getting sexy right now? Is that... Are we like thirty percent there? Like yeah. Where where is it? Where is it letting like their definition? What's our definition? Because yeah, that's their is definition. Are we defining our terms? No. How are we defining our terms? Yeah. Oh, just mocking other people's attempts. Yeah. It's interesting. Is it skin on skin contact. I mean, like skin on skin contact feels like a an interesting starting. Charmin place. shaking your hand, giving you yeah, a knife. Yeah, I was going to say I've been shaking Emily's hand a lot. Trying to frame her for this murder I'm doing. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry about that. that's where it starts for me in Germany. But it is right, out. is it? Or is it the point where? Is it the point where you like ask for consent and it's given? No, Ooh. you know what, what it is? is. It's defined based on. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Megan said maybe sex was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> better than what I was going to say, so yeah, never mind. 
Oh, and Cass says something interesting. Actually, it's one of the big crises currently mm. in sexology. So many young men have been conditioned by porn to think that good sex involves penetration for like half an hour. They're constantly being frustrated and also frustrating their partners. I think it's it's mutually intentional arousal. So mm. anything that, like you're doing to arouse the other person deliberately. But the, about flirtation? Just, yes. just to jump that's in on sex. that. Yes. Flirtation sex. Masturbation yes. is solo sex. So that's not oh, okay, partnered not then, no. But I guess intentional. I guess it's inten- yeah, intentional. You have, you have the intention of everyone who is involved at the time, right? Because it could. Yes. Yeah, like if a third person is there, this comes into all that sort of moral stuff about like involving spectators. You know, the the, the lines between like um, mm. it, it, public sort of fetish displays, but like mm-hmm. activities. Is it just like, hey, I'm, you know, wearing bondage gear to pride? Or is it like you have a, what's the word, um, fetish for like other people seeing you and therefore you're kind of Mm. including them in your sexual activity without their consent? This is off topic. This is very off topic for what we're meant to be talking about. Honestly, this is really interesting. Like the games we're getting into now, right? can Can you subject someone to sexual activity without them wanting... Yeah. Like without their consent, That's basically, which is what that is. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't my definition, I thought, yeah. So. You're involving them in a sexually yeah. implicit activity and they yeah. don't even really want to be there. Ah, Cameron and Jay says all party intentional arousal. All party intentional yes. arousal. That's I would exactly. like that to be announced over Tannoy, like at the beginning of sex. <laughs> we, have, we, have, we have all arousal. party <laughs> intentional arousal. We, we are now reaching all party intentional arousal. And uh, <laughs> you know, like that. Uh, well, that was all. I really enjoyed that. That yeah. was, I also think that That's was potentially the, potentially the most mature we've ever been while talking about sex. I'm a little bit aroused. No, there we go. There we go. <laughs> uh, we, Simon doesn't even, we don't have Simon's, we don't have the bonk stick either. So, bonk. Um, and right, let's not talk about that now. Let's talk about Absalom Station. So, what's uh, that, Emily? Well, Absalom Station is the is a space station that orbits the sun of the packed world's solar system. So, this is a station that is in the orbit of a planet that used to be there is now gone, called Galerion. Um, and in its place, there is this Wait. space station. So, hmm? so what's it orbiting? Nothing. The sun. It's the sun. Like I, a planet. I it was orbiting I, yeah. the planet. It's, oh, no, it's in just the same no, no. place as it's, the it's, orbit. It's taken oh, the place right, of the planet. Yeah, so, um, and now, because Starfinder have a big collective memory loss, because we love a memory loss arc in RPGs, and Starfinder went, everyone's got it. Uh, there is the gap, so there is no knowledge of where the space station came from. The space station was there uh, at the end of the gap. So, there are theories sort of within Starfinder lore that uh, it was made on Galerion and Galerion were the ones who put this space station together um, potentially as an escape vehicle because they knew something was happening to Galerion um, then there's others that are like no they just made the space station and then Galerion went and sort of just who's going to build a space station on a planet that sounds like asking for trouble right well surely we're, I mean that's the easiest how do you to build get... it isn't it no, not at all. We build it in orbit. So that's... I'm not building it down here. I, it's going to... No. So how do you build, build a space station? Orbit. Well, in orbit. How do you build, build... That's what they've done with the ISS. So the ISS was all assembled in space. It all got... That must have been a faff. It was definitely a faff. 
you know, it wasn't it wasn't an IKEA, you know, couple of Allen keys job. I think maybe it was. Maybe they no it's all IKEA Allen keys. Is a couple of <laughs> Allen keys. <laughs> they just sent out some astronauts with like a big chain of Allen keys, and they were like, "Here we go. We're just tying that up a bit." And then they, they forgot the one that they needed, and then the whole thing was fucked. Yeah. And then they had to go down, send another rocket up, another few. How many tons of carbon is it? Overly similar car- yeah. to the descriptions of them building that submersible. <laughs> Oh, 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 we've forgotten about that. That was last yeah, month's sorry. news. Yeah. That was last oh, no. month's horrific news. Okay, we're sorry. on much anyway. we're more horrific news now. We're in that part of the news cycle. Um, so, yeah, so, <laughs> so, uh, and Absalom, uh, I think I did say it. Anyone know how big it is? It's quite large. A, a football pitch. A no, that's the ISS. <laughs> <laughs> the ISS is a football pitch. An American football pitch. That's what everyone it's uses. Smaller than a uh, British football pitch? Or I think it's bigger. It's okay. 357 That's feet or 108 meters from end to end. So very big, but Absalom is much bigger. Uh, Absalom is five miles in diameter. It's quite big, isn't it? It's quite big. So, if, but big it's smaller than a city. Well, it's smaller than say, London. Like, what zone of London is? That That's a good question. Uh, uh, is it in the, is can it you look that up, one? Charmony? That? And uh, can you try and... Is it the congestion yeah. charge? <laughs> Is it the ULEZ? Is it, yeah, is it the ULEZ? Is it the, but, the, but the thing it, with... Uh, it, and it's got two million inhabitants on it. And there's actually a little bit of discourse in Starfinder P- lore that's like, I think it should have more people on because it's meant to be the hub of the pack worlds because it's got all of the people coming and going because of the Starstone, which is this artifact that powers the station. Um, so most of the power comes from the Starstone. Now, in Starfinder, this is all very... It's a magical aura of power. But I think we can reasonably say it's a star stone. I reckon that's a nuclear fusion reaction going on pretty well. Which, you know, obviously we are... People are working on it on Earth. We haven't quite got there. But, it, you know, that's that's what powers stars. It's the nuclear fusion reaction. Um, and if we look at sort of what people are trying to do uh, to recreate that, they're bringing together the two ice, two isotopes of hydrogen... So, oh gosh, uh, deuterium and the other one. Bonus points <laughs> if anyone gets there before me. Deuterium and tritium. Tritium. Ah, tritium. Um, it's in the Spider-Man film. Yeah, and you get and so and then the byproducts are obviously a hell of a lot of energy um, when you like smush them together, and then helium comes out. And if we're imagining helium comes out, helium has is used in a lot of things. So, inflating balloons. So I think we can assume that there are lots of lovely balloons on absalom i think we have to take we have to consider that that that's true now um because it makes sense but yeah. also uh it gets it's used for its cooling properties in a lot of places and if you helium. have helium yeah um so if you have this giant metal space station with machines whirring you're going to need probably quite a lot of cooling in there so i think we can assume that the byproduct of the nuclear fusion reaction is then being like fed into like a cooling system throughout the station oh, the engineering of like basically like how yeah. to maximize your use of this fusion reaction and what's the most <laughs> just to chuck an engineering question at you oh yeah yeah i'm what's... yeah <laughs> i mean what's the most efficient way of converting heat from fusion into electricity Do i don't know i don't know what steam i mean that's that's what people are looking at for sure but Space is really cold, cold, James Gurney, but this station is probably pumping out a lot of heat within it. But, you know, 
There's lots of, there's lot. look, space is cold, but we're in space and maybe there's, I haven't thought about that bit. That's a very good point. Well done. So the outside is really cold, but actually inside it's really hot. And also nuclear fusion, we aren't, it's a star. So that's pumping out a hell of a lot of heat. Mm, so maybe it's too hot. Too hot. But, the, um, and yeah, it, mm, that's a good, oh, now I'm wondering whether maybe we need to heat up the station rather than cool it down. But I didn't plan for that. So for now, <laughs> we're cooling it with helium. Okay, everybody, everyone get on board. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's this? Helium was used in welding as a shielding gas many years ago. Yes. So, uh. It, yeah, it gets used a lot as like as a shield because it's non it's very non reactive in a lot of in in situations. So people use it um, and they use it in like fiber optics as well. They put helium in the cables to sort of like protect things. Uh, so there's lots of lovely uses for this byproduct of nuclear fusion. And I did not think about the engineering of how uh, the energy would be converted, but I think I think we can safely say big turbines. Like huge turbines, great, yes, love freaking it. huge turbines. Where uh, are they in, on the map of Absalom Station? So, well, I, I, they've got to be in the spike, right? They've got to be like That's... going like up the spike. Is the, to... is, is the, the fusion generator, otherwise known as the Starstone, mm. is that at the bottom of the spike or is it sort of in the middle? I, I'm sure there is a correct answer to this that might not be what I'm going to say. I've read that it's in the middle of the spike, but I, it's, but in my head, in how the the Absalom works not saying this is specific I'm not 100% sure it's in the middle of the spike like so not the tip of the spike the very centre of it so there are levels below it um, because it's meant to be like the hardest place to get to it's very heavily guarded and it's not necessarily really far down the ghost levels because no one goes down that far in the ghost levels they're literally levels that even people who would be protecting potentially the star stone wouldn't go to so in my world, it's, it's dead centre of the spike. I looked up the London zones. But oh, yeah. Circular. And Absalom is circular, so it doesn't work. But I'm going to say zone two. Oh, okay. Actually, wider than than Absalom, east to west, but shorter. Okay. Talking like Hammersmith to Caledonian Road. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's a, you know, Hammersmith. But that's it's a big area. I also was walking the other day thinking about our game as i do and i realized you've been getting cabs everywhere i we bet do. there's some really good public transport oh no and it just hadn't entered my mind which is real bad that i was just like oh, oh, cabs planning. but i hadn't thought like oh yeah there's probably like little trams yeah. and like yeah. escalators that like zoom you around you've got the bubble stuff in the in in the eye but um yeah. anyway i just suddenly was like interesting uh, Do you think Corey is too posh oh, for public transport? I love the idea that, that the maybe Corey's like the yeah, no, no. public transport that, that literally there is nothing better than the tram. Than a tram is the greatest <laughs> of all. I love if a you tram. You were designing a space station. What public transport would you put on it? Yeah, you wouldn't tram. put talking... like flying cars. You'd be like trams. <laughs> yes, yeah, a car that goes. They're a the train ultimate. That goes on the street. Uses the best of both worlds. <laughs> Oh gosh, I've just seen the time. Okay, I'm going to whiz through some points. Yeah, yeah. Um, so right, we want we want to build the thing, right? So we have to build a space yes. station. We want to build a space station. In so space. in space. So we got go on, go on, Ali. Yeah, Octopus asked a really good question. How does bubble travel work? <laughs> what do you mean? Another topic for another time. Magic. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, all magic. Um, yeah, I, okay. This is the best bit about the Starfinder campaign. I just get to go. Magic. Uh, so <laughs> with a finger. finger, that's what magic is. And um, now, so to get uh, to get sections into space, so it would have had to have been built in stages. We can safely assume. 
And I expect the Star Stone was probably one of the last things to go because that was used to be on Galerion. Ooh, law. This is not a law podcast, though. We're doing the science. Um, so cast. when we so with so we're going to use the ISS a lot as a sort of a model for this because this is the biggest space station that's ever been built in our uh, in in our world. So um, they use it. They use a really cool bit of um, uh, physics. Oh gosh, where's Simon? Uh, it's called the Hohmann Hohmann transfer, which is where they launch things into orbit. And what they do is they get them into an orbit. So they launch they launch part of the, of the space station. They get it into go into orbit around the Earth, but it's a little bit of a low orbit. And then they, so they then they put the thrusters on, and it kind of turns it into more of an elliptical orbit. And then eventually it sort of like gets it into. So you just keep, basically keep just pushing the nudging. orbit, nudging the orbit out. And that's what they do with all the place, all of the different um, sections. And it's yeah. so they can properly time it. So that when they get pushed out, they like perfectly can do the 180 turn and then That's lock together. Does that mean that the, maths, right? that, that the shit that they're firing up there, like they've just basically like, we're going to chuck this thing really hard out the planet and hope that it, it aligns with the thing that we're no, trying they, to they, that, That's why they do the home and transfer is so they can like be very minute like fractions. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah, sorry, it's not. Out in advance. It's not like they no. get up there and then they're like, left a bit, nudge. <laughs> no. Um, but what I didn't know, so I knew about the home and transfer because it's one of the ways they look at getting people to Mars um, is sort of putting the thing into orbit around Earth and then like flinging it out, basically. Um, but the home and transfer is used by the International Space Station to this day because... It's, there's like small bits of air around the ISS, and so because of that, it's getting pulled ever so slightly back towards Earth. Like the ISS is basically slowly crashing back down to Earth, um, and so to to stop it just spiraling down, they they do they fire its engines every so often and push it back out into uh, into an orbit. And then I was looking into like stuff on Absalom. And there are thrusters on Absalom Station, even though it's in orbit. There are these, there are thrusters there, and they sort of quote it in terms of like if there's like an attack on the station, they can turn the thrusters on to like move it. But then what happens if you change the orbit? Because surely it's set up pretty. Like this system has to be a self-contained system. Like this isn't a natural system. This is all being created, so it has to have been like minutely worked out with the distance from the sun. And so, I mean, I guess I could, it could tell maybe if it like got pushed a little bit into a slightly different orbit, but yeah, I, I just thought how it was interesting. Stable different orbits are like how much of a yeah. nudge would you need to, to achieve instability? Yes. And, and like instability over how long a time scale, right? Because, you know, the moon is orbiting the earth and is slowly getting closer and closer to us, right? Probably. Do we need to do a, a bit of a nudge on the moon? Shit, like, because shit is well, it's just, it's just very time, slow, right? So. right? It's like it's so slow that I'm not personally super worried. Sure. Um, and could you just like let it go for a while and then, yeah, as you say, give it another nudge? Like, does it matter if if you nudge yourself out of orbit like, into a slightly different or like you know minutely different? Are moon is getting away? farther away. We're losing the moon. One of one of the two. I knew it was one of them. Oh no, moon, come back! We yeah, love you. Does that mean it used to be bigger in the sky? Oh, like minutely, I suppose, but like still. But like to who? Like to early humans? To the dinosaurs? To the dinosaurs? Yeah. yeah. The dinosaurs. Yeah. Apparently, Earth's. Yeah, is... <laughs> that's a very good point, rogue octopus. Uh, I don't blame the moon for trying to escape. Uh, that's fair. 
Moon's 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 Earth's orbit is chaotic and it, it does change. Oh. But yes, like, not over how chaotic, time but again, like, is it Chaotic good, chaotic evil. <laughs> it's a little, little TTRPG joke well in done. there. Oh, we're bringing it back around. <laughs> Uh, strands of nerddom coming together well so okay so now <laughs> that's my decision we've now built our station we used great. we used these clever little nudges we've pieced it all together with our allen keys uh this is great this is all going yeah. really well now we've got a bit of a problem uh and that's gravity microgravity not really great for uh for people so they've done a lot of studies on astronauts on the iss and like some of the like the bone loss is a real is, is one of the big things uh so it's uh, uh weight uh blah, blah, blah. they they have found that deprived of the gravity of earth weight bearing bones lose on average one to 1.5 percent of mineral density every month of space flight um and muscle and mass even with all their exercises and that so that's part of the reason they do the exercise just try and offset that as much as possible um I'm just, i think this is probably without the exercises and so the exercises can minimize that but that's still a lot and we're we're not we're not we're not on a little mission here we're not going up for a few days we live on absalom station like this is a place that we are staying we're not going anywhere and we're and you're definitely not going anywhere now because drift travel's broken um and along with that there's like fluids in the human body shift um and they tend to go upwards they put pressure on the eyes and like vision issues are really common um it's one of the things they do a lot of studies into on astronauts on the iss um because your fluid basically is kind of I don't actually know the actual... I suppose it is because our body is constantly trying to push fluids back up because of gravity, right? So that's why when we walk, you know, our veins pump blood back up. Um, so we don't have anything that's pumping blood down, really, because we're relying on gravity. Down, like a vampire. It's I mean, the aorta, exactly. like, the aorta does pump blood down towards the legs, right? But... You've got it's to not assume. It's, it's, not designing, it's not designed to pump it to... But like, when you think of, like... You, you, you can't survive... If your like head is lower than your heart, for example, mm. like long term, you would die. Yeah, and so yeah, you got You got to so. Can't, I, the the reason I'm saying this is because of a horrible story I read about a cave a caver um, who got stuck and upside down. Get it, just slightly. I don't think it was even that far upside down, but they couldn't get him out. Um, and that's I think what actually killed him and they were trying this whole time it was, it was very is that that really long that really long time ago uh, not recently simon made me watch an internet historian video on a caver that got trapped in the cave and it was really good um no he was out with his family and they were all exploring the caves and he oh he no thought he'd found us a, a, like a, a a specific like cave rock formation where you could just squeeze through but he wasn't the right one he wasn't at it and yeah Oh, uh, uh, caving. Oh, we're back to horrible yeah, stuff. Sorry, so sorry. no, happy gravity, happy gravity stuff. So, um, so we need, we're going to need gravity. Like it's going to have to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am not hanging out. On we're not, we're not doing floating. No. We're getting, we need artificial gravity. gravity. Absolutely. Now we have gravity on Earth. Why do we have gravity on Earth? Children. It's to keep our feet hands. on the ground. No, no. But what, what causes it? What's the, what's the reason we, we stick to the Earth and we don't go whoop out into space? Gee. The amount of yeah. mass of the Earth causing a bending of the rubber sheet. <laughs> basically, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. It. yeah. It's the mass of the Earth basically pulling us in. So what if the Star Stone... 
is like crazy ah. dense as well. Ah. Am I using the star stone as for a thing everything. for everything? Yes, I am. But, but the reason is because the other ways we have of creating artificial gravity are like giant cylinders. They're like, uh, is it O'Neill? I've got it somewhere. Yeah, O'Neill cylinders that do the, the we've talked about it on like spaceships that we've done we've in done previous TTRPGs. Yeah, yeah. And also didn't realize it when I was looking into this, uh, Bezos is proposing O'Neill cylinders as the basis of floating space colonies. So Blue Origin are going to look Bezos. into that. Um, Bezos, the one we Oscar. forgot at the beginning. Like, to be fair, He's like they can all do it, but like, we got bigger problems. Yeah. Um, so, um, and and sorry, just a quick little side thing onto the spheres. Um, they're, they're the void. So ISS is getting decommissioned in I think it's twenty thirty thirty one. Um, it's, it's, it's had its time. It's done its job. It's done real well. Uh, Russia are saying all their bits are breaking, and they're like, "Well, we're out." So, um, uh, so will yeah. They just leave it up there. No, they they will crash it into the sea. They'll they'll let it. Well, I think they might. I don't know if they deassemble it first. They'll definitely stop nudging it, but they'll, they'll no, they'll they'll di- they will they will nudge it very hard oh, downwards. I think die. is actually what they're going to do, um, but they'll do it in pieces. Um, and but there there is a, a space station being planned um, called the Voyager Space Station. I'm not sure this isn't a NASA one, and this is uh, uh, this is a private potentially, so it will be open to the public um, and supposedly have artificial gravity. And this is a planned rotating wheel space station um which is supposedly set to begin instruction in 2025 which let's let's wait and see on that one i think it's a little bit of a uh pie in the sky business dream but um yeah we apparently the space hotel will rotate rapidly enough to generate artificial gravity for 400 occupants um if the station is completed as currently planned it will become the largest man-made structure ever placed into orbit um but they haven't done the prototype gravitational ring yet um, and so until they've done that, that probably ain't going to happen. So I, I think... The advantage of your cylinder is that if you're all close to the outside, gravity is equal throughout. Yeah. Um, whereas, uh, you know, Chaotic uh, is, is worrying about Absalom and, like, the fact that if we're hanging out, we're hanging out on the spike and then we're hanging out in the spire and, like, we're... How much are we varying our distance from... So that's that's the, the slight issue. So we're saying it's dense, is my theory. Yeah. yeah. But... Proportionally, how how much of, like how significant is that? I, well, it's it, it, it's dense, but it can't be as dense. Maybe I haven't thought this through as well as I, I sort of had an idea, and I was like, "This is a great idea," because then I thought, when you could be when you were the other side of the star stone, you'd be flipped, you'd yeah, be yeah. inverted gravity, and I thought that was quite fun. Only right in the bottom of the spike. Is there yeah, any exactly. reason why you couldn't? Right, if the dent, you basically to experience gravity, you need to be next to something very massy, right? Is there any way that you could divert? elements of the star stone like the, the mass. elements and send them around in a big pipe system underneath the wall oh, so that you could be like magic artigri- artificial gravity mass I'm just I mean because that's the other way you create stuff. gravity right is bungee oh, cords holding people down like that's the mm. other way you do it you literally like tie things so but what if instead of tying it is this just there's these pockets of intense mass like all over the no, because you put them all over the place. What if the star stone, there is like a central bit, but actually in general it is just this kind of web throughout the station. Yeah. And then, but if, then if... But the web can only be on one level, is what I mean. No. You can't have a web, you can't have a, a web, bit of web on each floor, because otherwise the floor below 
has to be really far away from the web of the floor above, it, otherwise you're being pulled in two directions. No, no, no. Well, only because, like, basically it would mean that you could only go halfway up any given floor before you started getting sucked yeah. towards the next floor. Yeah. Okay, but, if you were on but, the but maybe that's the public floor, transport yeah, system. Maybe you just jump and then <laughs> you just get whooshed up a tube. They're just springs, aren't they? They're just, like, just buoying you up to, like, level 40 and then... <laughs> okay, so this isn't this isn't this is, I haven't quite I haven't quite in I haven't quite worked out artificial gravity, but neither has anyone else, and that's why this is yeah. more difficult. So we're gonna do magic star stone bullshit magic uh, star stone uh, for I that like, one. I like webs is a cool addition to our magic star stone. I like the web of like, like gravity pockets sort of going through a, a web of gravity is quite a fun and magic can influence where the gravity goes. Yes, I think so. Magic. Yeah, yes. magic Higgs boson. No one said that word yet. It's the Higgs boson. That's what's doing it. Awesome. That should be the name of a character too. That that'd be a good character name. Higgs boson. What is that? What's is the Higgs boson to do with gravity? I don't know at all. Oh, we're just saying. <laughs> we're just saying. Sorry, we're just saying science words. In oh, right. Sorry. Yeah. Is it actually it gives mass mass? Oh, okay. okay. So okay, okay, so it is to do with gravity. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Quantum gravity, of course. Dark matter. No. We've sorted the it. Graviton. Uh, yeah. Isn't the graviton the other one? I thought graviton. the graviton was, but that's a subatomic. But so is a Higgs pot boson. I don't know. Oxygen <laughs> breathing. Oxygen <laughs> systems. How do we do that? On How do we do that on absolute yeah, pods? Plants. Where did all the oxygen come from? Because if you take it away from the planet, isn't the planet a little bit short of oxygen? Well, where Hold does up. the oxygen come from on the ISS? Do you know? <gasps> That's um, a great question. Breaking down. I, uh, bleach, bleach, bleach. Breaking and it's down. not bleach. It's much simpler. It's electrolysis. Mm. The majority of oxygen That's on the what? ISS, water. Oh, where does the electric? Water. Where does the where does the electricity come from? The solar panels. Oh, we don't have solar panels on Absalom that I've seen. Oh no, but that comes. But then that comes from the star stone. That comes from the nuclear fusion. We've got our big nuclear we've fusion got, reaction. Look, look, so we're stone. we're good for energy. We're That's we're, we're covered <laughs> covered. This for this bit, we're not using the star stone. We might get back to the star stone at some point, but you know, uh, probably not. Um, so so you so the ISS does take some oxygen from Earth. It has canisters that. It, but the, the majority comes from electrolysis, and I actually had a diagram of all of the, uh, the like, the the circle of all of the like water waste and everything that and where everything oh, goes. Wow. It's really cool, and I probably should have got it to show. It, but are they like? Uh, I'll put it on the Discord later. Um, but so because what they do is it they remove uh, water vapor from the air, any urine, any uh, everything. Everything is in a big recycled loop on the space station, and. Let me get it up because it's they've got they've, they've got it down now. It's the Environmental Control and Life Support System, and the the highest priority of it is keeping oxygen going, and most of that is coming through electrolysis. In the future, you know, plants is the other option, right? So, um, and what I like to think on is Absalom. In the eye, they've mm. got trees, they've got plants. Like there, that's yeah. just they, they've just did built. We, a, I, we saw it when we. I, went I believe you did, and you also oh, smelt petrichor. So you yeah. went in and you got the smell, which was a smell that Snick didn't know, because all so basically electrolysis is the reason that that's the majority on the ISS is because it's very compact, it's very simple to run to get the oxygen out, and that makes sense for the rest of Absalom. They're using this very simple let's create oxygen method, whereas in the eye they're like, oh no, we're all natural now. 
and you know we we use the original way we use the way of the planets and it's a much purer fresher you know more real air it's not this fake air and uh i like i like that distinction and why that's sort of got a bit of a different vibe to the rest of it and can i yeah go on jump in please do according to the u.s department of agriculture Uh right make of that what you will one large tree provides four people's worth of oxygen a day I don't wow. know how they got there, but well, it's how much oxygen you it. need to breathe a day, and how much a plant creates. Right? Yeah, what's large a large tree? tree? Is that an oak? I mean, this is where we really start getting is it into a like... giant redwood. Oh, America with your big yeah, trees. Yeah, what do we need with here? your big like, trees? <laughs> these trees are tiny. These little bonsai trees—they're not going to cut it. A <laughs> uh, personal bonsai tree in a helmet. Personal. Yes. 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 Great. Yes. Like like oh, that's cute. Oh. I love that. Well, we're definitely having that oh, now. I love it. Yeah. Moss and stuff and little oh, squirrels. Yes. <laughs> just seeing them oh, no. just running over your head. One squirrel just like. Okay, that's happening. Um, but to bring back to so so that's easy, you know. So the eye they've got their own natural system going, but in the rest of it they they don't. So but then there is so you've got the electrolysis, you've got that coming through. Electrolysis, the byproduct is hydrogen. So suddenly we've got a lot of hydrogen. What are we going to do with the hydrogen? Now we could use it for power, but we don't really need oh, to. We've got our we've got our star stone. We're we're, we're fine with like that. Polluting as well. What we can do is use rigid airships. Rigid, rigid airships. What do we need those? What, what are we using okay, that for? Public transport inside. Transport. <laughs> okay, I'll just. No. I just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> no. But thank you for that. I appreciate it. But what we can do is we can use what again they do on the International Space Station is use the Sabatier reaction, which is combining CO two and hydrogen, and getting methane and water. So then we get water back, okay, which good. we can then can go back into the electrolysis, or we can use it for showering or for other things and the so our byproduct now is methane and we're getting the carbon dioxide from the organisms breathing out carbon dioxide after breathing in oxygen and then producing carbon dioxide what are we gonna do with the methane the methane do you remember earlier i said there were thrusters on the ship yeah well what they do on the space station is they expel the methane and they don't do it to do any they don't use it for thrusting but there is like talks about using it to be like a propellant uh, and like using this byproduct that you don't need and then ejecting it and using that as the 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 push if they ever need to move the station so we can store this methane and then use it to move the station around and i just found that really nice that we can kind of loop it all together and and that is literally what the iss do like this diagram i'm gonna hang on i'm gonna download it and put it in uh are constantly losing methane discord now if you're constantly losing methane then in terms of the we're whole not... cycle oh sorry yeah go on on the station then the cycles like in terms of you know it's not it's not a complete it's not a complete thing, no right? no 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 so what you're losing most significantly i guess is the carbon well the carbon is coming from organisms yeah exactly so which so are like things food, that are right? so food so food, food is food is an interesting resources. one so we've but we've got plants in areas 
for sure. And imp- import was a big thing for Absalom, um, which obviously isn't happening as much oh, now. No, but there's still, it's still, there's still normal space travel. They're probably getting a lot of it from Castravel, which is a lot closer. Um, I'm just going to put this in the Discord. Look at the law uh, happening. Oh my God, there's so much law. There is so much law, and I really don't know all the law. And then I was watching a video on Absalom, and it was like talking about the home of the stewards, the Bastion, which is yeah. the big jail. And you know how you went to the random bastion like the thing? Circle. I was like, oh, I forgot about the bastion, which is this really cool place. Anyway, it's a different. It would have been bad to break into, and then yeah, oh, you would have, you would have been. So this was just a little bit on the. This was a little mini one, just so you all know. Uh, oh no, I've just sent a really weird file. That's not what I wanted. Um, sorry, I'm just sending this, putting this on the on the disc record for anyone who might want to see it. Save image. Sorry, talk amongst yourselves. But I think we're getting somewhere with this. Uh, <laughs> There's cute stuff on our Discord. People. There is cute stuff on our Discord. But that's the uh, ISS it's, uh, uh, cycle, and it's it's very cool. And I just think there's a lot of really interesting, like because so the one thing it says in the book is recycling is huge on Absalom because it has to be like, um, mm. and, then, and then there was also there was a astronaut who said about the ISS. Uh, yesterday's coffee is this morning's coffee because you've you've got rid of it and then it gets remade and you know and and that is what it will have it has to be like on a on a system like absalom because you're not most in most places you're just reuse recycle reduce reuse recycle everyone um and what are all the hors d'oeuvres made of i think we can safely assume we've got to a point where sort of 3d printing food is probably a kind of thing that happens in the future i haven't gone into i haven't looked at it but i that th- people can kind oh, wow. of 3d print stuff now and if we can take you know waste products like even food waste products break them down into their component proteins and then just rebuild it all together yeah but we're just sort of we're just using single cells to make like lab grown meat like right. you know we can use algae to make stuff like we can yeah. basically do that now yeah so print it in funky little shapes. We could have like mini Absalom station hors d'oeuvres. And it's yeah. like really hors d'oeuvres just come out straight in that shape. They're just a single block, but it's the shape of yeah. like a little piece of yeah. salmon on a biscuit. Oh, cute. Oh, the dill. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. oh I'm, I'm, I'm retconning that that's like... what they all look like. Okay, they all were little blocks, and but like with like very cartoony shapes of... Uh... It's true, actually. If you could shape it as anything, why just be yeah. limited by why the biscuit? Why shape it like food? Oh, that's true. Combo? I'd shape it like a D twenty landscape <gasps> with a river and trees. Oh, okay. Shami's being artsy. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It'd be like, and then I'd shape mine into a huge monster. I'd put like yeah. four of them together and then have it walk across it. Go like, yeah, my landscape. We know we've got noodles okay. in ah! this world. In the future, noodles definitely. Noodles yeah. have survived. Exist. So uh, well, maybe the fact that he's selling noodles. noodles means that it, you know, that that's the weird thing that there aren't any other noodles. We have but to our, to get Simon to check the law. Have we? actually eaten anything or have we just been drinking for two days <laughs> there's nothing you had breakfast we had breakfast you had That's some hors d'oeuvres canapes oh, a lot of hors d'oeuvres okay, party. okay. um i'm going to assume you've just like eaten i'm like you know t- rpg <laughs> rules because we aren't we're doing a limited yeah. run campaign we're not yeah. doing every meal did we did we go through every time we ate in oh, i think we did do a lot of eating yeah, actually a lot of eating in the first uh, campaign uh, i think we did yeah. actually all the eggs and uh, um, nutrient paste a lot of cocktail, yeah, yeah a lot of paste yeah. <laughs> but 
also like our behavior is consistent with us not eating except for the hors d'oeuvres because we just <laughs> that's loads true of hors and then you're wasted because you've been drinking the whole time yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just and then just like starving and has a jacket full of hors d'oeuvres <laughs> yeah great good uh, it's also only been a couple of days yeah we're on day i personally love eating yes Agreed. <laughs> Talking about Minor Sharmini's weekend, we had some great eating this weekend, I have to say. Those corn on the cobs last night also, as well. we right, thought great. we saw the ISS. Emily Bates told me it was the ISS, probably, maybe. And then later some... she was like, it wasn't. I saw the actual one later. later. I was like, yeah. yeah. It was... Without me. Because you can tell it's the ISS because you can literally see that it's the ISS. You can see the... The... You can just see them really faintly if you look really carefully. Um, but yeah, it was definitely the ISS. It was doing the right move in the right speed. And the other one, I was like, mm, yeah, no, it was a bit far away and a bit slow. <laughs> ah. That was just another satellite. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's a lot of satellites up there now. Has anyone ever I seen Starlinks go over? I haven't. What does that look like? Like the line of them. Elon's. Oh, no. Yeah, I haven't. Cool. I Not had crazy. a really weird... Oh, do you want to hear Emily's weird story? Uh, yeah. I woke up one so i was staying at my parents and i woke up and i was like oh there's some lights outside so i like opened the curtains of my room and looked out and i saw this like these webs of satellites like moving but it was across the whole sky and i was there going oh cool starlink this is insane this is way bigger than i thought it was and it just didn't stop and i was like no this is this is too much. Like, this can't be real. And then I got really freaked out because I was like, it's aliens. And then, and then I was like, am I... A, and then I went into like, no, this doesn't make sense mode. Yeah. And I was like, I'm asleep. Psychedelics no, person? no, I hadn't. And I was there and I was like, no, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I must be still asleep. So I kind of laid down and then like sort of shook myself and was like, right, okay, I'm awake. And I like pinched myself, I was awake. And I looked out and they were still there. And I was freaking out. And I was like, I tried to take a picture of them on my phone and it was just like a black screen and there was nothing on the picture. And then it was definitely a dream. It's definitely a dream that I had. But, but it was like, it was a proper trip and I can still see it real clearly. And I was like, I've, I've seen through the simulation. It reminded me of the bit in, um, oh gosh, what's the movie where the Truman Show where he yeah. gets to the wall and like it, it was like that i was suddenly like oh no oh no i've worked it's it out like it's, and then i was scared i remember getting real scared that the aliens were not going to come get me because i'd seen them yeah and yeah, i was yeah. i was real worried and then i and then but the next it's so clear in my mind like it didn't feel like a dream it still doesn't feel like a dream to this day i'm swear i was awake i think i was just like half asleep i think it's probably what it was i was just really tired and like basically hallucinating so anyway, and it was real creepy and scary. And it's, I think it's the only time I've ever really hallucinated. Fun. Or aliens were actually out there and I've seen it and I've been chosen. Yeah. yeah. Or they yeah. didn't see me, which could, because I was, I was crouched down at the window because I was scared. So ah. I was like, oh, where? Ah. So That's yeah. Wonderful. Safety I first. Think. Oh, oh no. Cass raises a really good question in chat, as <laughs> yeah. now I've come to the end of... And we've clearly made Absalom Station perfectly work. Um, yeah. Speaking of eating, anything you guys want me to bring from Spain for the Simon Sycon, not Clark Con 2023? <laughs> if anyone has missed this, um, very Simon Clark, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's got. A- he's here sometimes. He's over, he sits over there. Um, he, he's no, doing a live him. event. Uh, an afternoon of talks and science and nerdery um, and we're going to be there doing some sort of a we don't know what yet (gasps) while Simon's not here 
Does anyone have any ideas for what we can do in the show to <laughs> make Simon really happy, obviously, is what... Oh, yeah. We're doing yeah. Clark Con t-shirts. I mean, I think we do have to get t-shirts with Simon's face put on them. Yeah. We we could design them and put them on our merch store. That is something we could do if you wanted them. We'll make them quite cheap. Yeah. We'll just do printing costs for them so we don't make any money on them. Yeah. Um, we could do that. Everyone stop telling me I'm still asleep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, like, I quite like the idea that we all play Simon apart from him. Uh, and we don't tell him that all our characters are Simon. Um, one of us can be Dr. Clark. One of them can be... You think he won't see through Simon. that illusion? I'll <laughs> never know. Oh, he won't notice. He'll be like, this is normal. Yeah, this is... This are great. <laughs> what what great characters. Smart <laughs> <laughs> They're smart and handsome and really, just really entertaining. Anyway, yeah. send, uh, get on, get on uh, socials or something and send us your ideas yeah. for uh, one shots we can do for... Uh, not Simon themed Simon. event. No, right. we want science-y, science-y, science-y themes. But that yeah. would maybe just slightly annoy Simon. Just the science That would Simon, be a, yeah. a, a little bonus for us. <laughs> I think we, if just give us some little sprinklings that we can maybe just, you know, dash in. I'm sure we can think of ways to annoy Simon. I think we do that naturally anyway. So I don't think we need to worry I, I don't too much. You're probably the least annoying. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think yeah. if if, look, if we're ranking, I think it does go me, Ali, you, and I think that's fair. But um, he loves it, you know. He just he enjoys it. He just loves um, it. Can, what about can... a about a group of psychom content creators that are trying to produce a video that will be viral? Oh no, no, because we'll all have trauma responses, Cass, and I don't think that'll be a fun. And we'll all be like, <laughs> I can't just make it viral. I can't just make a viral video. Um, it's not possible. To. I have to. Uh... Can I? Uh, I, I want to move into plugging our various. I, I think we can, but you know, we. Oh, yes, I was going to say the Patreons. Well, let me plug all the things ending with the Patreon, because then it'll be like a segue. It'll be great. Um, I'm giving it away now. Oh, <laughs> just doing the surprise. Oh. Um, we've got Sex some. Station. We've got some nice socials. Including threads, we're sorry. Oh God! Um, including Twitter, we're threads, sorry. Threads, oh God! Threads, it's threads, all awful. Um, Instagram, oh, all so bad. Well, I mean, it's not bad. It's People just... are being real nice on threads. I know there's like issues around the data, but it's still in that phase of <laughs> everyone being like, yeah, really. "It's so nice," and not Twitter. Like, it's still got oh, really? a little bit of that vibe nice. to it. No, I did a little thing on the first day because I was left alone to my own devices because no one else had threads. And I was just like, where are my TTRPG people? And there were loads of people all in the comments being like, hi, guys. And I think we were one of the first like TTRPG groups to do it. So I think we gained a lot of traction from that because I was not doing anything and intrigued by the new platform. Yeah. Our handle is the same everywhere. It's at RPGeeksDND. RPGeeksDND. It's, that's us. You probably see that if you're watching this. It's, yeah, that's what it is. Um, so do, yeah, just say hi if you if you can face social media. Um, yeah. Then at least hang out with us because uh, we're there. And Patreon. It's cool. And sometimes we shout out people who are our people. Who are those people? Who we think are great. Um so now is the time where we will shout out. Now, there's quite a few that are now eliminated. Yeah, how many we've got left? So we've Three? got one, uh, two. No, did, did. Who, who, sorry, who was last week's? Aaron and Will. Aaron and Will. They didn't get characters yet. So okay, so we've got, oh yeah, we'll, we'll do them. We've got one, 
two. Well, there's three. There's three left. So there's three left. Roll, three left. roll so a d six. Roll a d. Yeah, yeah. Roll a d six and have it. Okay. Or one. Three. It's three. It's a three. Wait, no, we didn't. Work no, it's a three, properly. and I halved it. I, I already oh, you, you, okay, right. Uh, one, two. Oh, Kieran Hingston. Ooh. Welcome, Kieran. Kieran joined hello, Kieran yesterday, so hello, hello, Just Kieran. Fred, in under the wire, I think, straight into the naming convention. I think Kieran's character on Absalom Station is like um, at the center of this mysterious web where like they never interact um but they have like little screens and things that, like let them Ooh. show what's going on in the outside world and they're like spying on like a cct like, the is it a spy thing do they work for any particular organization no they're totally independent and like Ooh. no one even knows they're there anymore and like they i'm gonna put in a yeah you can a competing a potential competing idea well no well you I can think... do this for the next person maybe okay yeah. Right, I'll see if this roll works roll the next person. one because we've only got two <laughs> it now. It might, so. might not work at all. Just another three. Karen, I'm doing you again. No, but it's it's two. It's two. Not how that works. It's not how this works. There's two people left. So. All right. So we have two. to pick one. Flip a coin. Yeah. All right. That's well a two then. I don't have a coin. I do. Oh, that is okay. Nicholas Monroe Turner. Oh, it doesn't it's... work. It, what do you mean it doesn't work, Ali? Oh, Come up with another one. <laughs> doesn't work. Ali, okay, go. Well, I can. Improv. Okay, all right. No, 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 no. Well, it sort of works. Um, basically, <laughs> like, well, no. I feel like Nicholas Monroe Turner much, is much more of a kind of like, hi, Nicholas Monroe Turner. Have you considered oh. maybe, you know, he's the sort of in the, the eye sort of person that you. Oh. Yeah, I was exactly, thinking the person you might can... meet in the eye in a coffee shop, and they're like, yeah. they're probably on a kind of like an open Mac, and they're like, you know, doing something. They've got nice hair, and there's nice hair. They're kind of tapping away, you know, and then they, maybe they're trying to chat up the barista, and it's a, you know, it's that's not really necessary, but whatever, you know, he's a charming person, and then. Hi, Nicholas Monroe Turner. Uh, really nice. Did we go to school together? So nice to see you again. And then you're like, oh God, I don't even know who you are, but I feel. And then you're sort of lulled into this full sense of security. And then oh. he's like, anyway, listen, love for you to come around to my party I'm throwing tonight. And you're like, Nicholas Monroe Turner, I'd love to come to your party. And then he gives you an address and you turn up and there's no party. And you realize you just got caught. But why did he want you to go there? I don't know. He's just he's a prankster. He's just like a posh prankster. It's just the sort of person who might do that. And wow. then maybe there's a, but you can hear a party going on somewhere and you think, well, maybe I've got the address wrong. But surely he wouldn't just give me the wrong address. I don't think Megan is a fan of this, sir. Well, you know, he's just not, oh. he's not shutting up the, the, why do you do that? Well, I don't know, Nicholas. Why do you do these things? You have to answer <laughs> these you? things. Yeah, Nick. Look, <laughs> Look back Nick. Like, come on. We're the slander and libel laws thing, aren't we? You know, we're, we're claiming. Any any comparisons to characters or people living or dead are purely coincidental. Um, Maybe we maybe we plan some of these before the next episode, so we're not just sort of (laughs) potentially libeling anyone. That's not our way. We won't do that. Don't one worry about it. Uh, our next episode Ooh. well next week we are not doing a live episode so if you're watching yeah. this live we we will be here next week we'll be playing some games we'll be hanging out but simon is still away so uh it will just be the three of, of july us for games and fun live on twitch.tv forward slash that's correct and then after that on the 24th we will be Uh-oh. doing a live oh episode Uh-oh. six of the Absalom Files. Uh-oh. Our party have... Oh, no, we're not doing spoilers, are we? 
No, we're not. So no. we've got too many spoilers. No, just in case. Our party will be doing some stuff because <laughs> they found <laughs> out some stuff. stuff. Who knows what they found out? Stuff and things. But they've they've done it. Finding stuff. We do be doing the things of the stuff. So catch that live. Live on at I've lost it. What's Seven p.m. on the twenty fourth. 24th of July. of July if you're if you're caught up live and if you're in the future thanks hi hi welcome to the past hi it was hi. a more innocent time <laughs> it probably was like that's almost the definitely true in the news right now oh god I don't know if someone gave presenters. you the address of this but it's not where you think it is that's actually just down the and road then, but no why have you done this <laughs> okay I'm gonna try and wake up out of my uh dream and <laughs> I guess uh, we'll see everybody. I don't know whether. I, wait, I'm not ready because I haven't found the where the button is because I'm controlling the screen. Stream. Carry on. Okay, you do the outros. You you do. You will do it. Yeah. Shit. What is what is our normal outro? We don't have an outro, do we? Do we have an outro? Should we get? You an say outro? like bye. bye. <laughs> we get bye. No, we got bye. You goodbye. Bye. That's it. Fuck, bye. man. We are lame. We need a better outro. Don't say that. I know. We could we do like rubbish. we could do some sort of like. Oh, oh silence yeah. is great. There it is. Silence is really good on an leave outro. Leave this in on the podcast. Oh yeah, I'm going to leave all of it. Um, okay, I'll. I'll um, we've been the RP geeks, and this yeah. has been the science of Starfinder. See you next time. <laughs> Bye.